there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney here with Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi. Well, Celtic had beaten or drawn with Rangers every time in the last 13 months, but Barry, the wait for you is over. Rangers 3, Celtic 0. Yeah, it was a, a really good performance and obviously um, a good result. That's a monkey off the, the manager's back. That's That was the fifth game, obviously. He'd, he'd struggled beforehand. There were some good performances, but listen, it's the result that matters. And I thought um, Saturday, um, some players really turned up. Um, I thought Raskin and Cantwell... Um, Yilmaz at left back I thought was really good John Shooter not playing a lot of football coming in and, and doing really well so the most important thing for uh, Rangers was uh, making sure that they they got that first victory uh, under Michael Beale over Celtic Is that the kind of commitment that you've been calling for and the intensity game after game that you wanted to, to see? Yeah that's that's what's expected um, certainly when you play against uh, Celtic you need to be at it for the word go Celtic are champions for a reason because um, they've been the most consistent team this season so it was important that Rangers come out the traps and they certainly did that and I think getting the goal in the first five minutes certainly helped calm the nerves Mark from a Celtic point of view is it just a blip on the day they rested some players or is this a sign that Rangers are on the way back? it's it's a positive for Rangers it's a negative for Celtic in the grand scheme of things Paul it doesn't change anything Celtic are still the champions and what happened on Saturday will matter not a jot um, come the, the new season when the league kicks off on August the 5th and 6th but it was an important victory for Michael Beale he had to go and show his manager Rangers that he could beat Celtic so it changes the narrative for him he's not got that it's it's four or five without a win against him he shows that he can get it done and the three boys who made the contribution on uh, Saturday will all be there next season so it's, it's, it's good for them too What do the fans think Colin now? 08, 08, 17 700, 700 Barry is here so too is Mark or join the conversation at Go Football Show Elsewhere the weekend Aberdeen and Hibs nil nil. so after all the Gothenburg great um the celebration's going on but it felt a bit flat afterwards Dundee United what's happened to them the last few games 3-1 defeat at home to Ross County Kelly coming back off the rope it's a two goal win for them against Livingston are they going to stay up Motherwell 2-0 at St Johnson this uh, winning run continues Van Veen scores again his 26th goal of the season I see Barry's uh, eyebrow going up is he for Ibrooks? and St Mirren and Hearts 96th minute, St Mirren looked as though they could get a European place and then they threw away a goal just at the end, a penalty. What are you thinking, St Mirren fans? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Celtic fans, uh, well, what are you thinking ahead of the, the cup final? Two weeks and six days to go for that. And Barry for Rangers. Todd Cantwell, a lot's been said about him. What did you make of his performance? Man of the match. Yeah, he, he was the best player, no doubt about it. Um Certainly the two signings that Michael Beale's made in January, I think we've mentioned this a number of times, Paul, 
I've certainly improved um, Rangers and, and that's what you want to see for Tog Cantwell um, do his talking with his feet and he certainly done that on Saturday it was a good finish I'll, I'll, albeit I think Joe Hart can do better with the save but it's a great finish from uh, Cantwell but I thought throughout the game his energy levels were exceptional on the ball he was he was really good um, really direct um, and he's shown that going forward he's going to be such an important player for Michael Beale Mark what about the goalkeepers Bobby McCrory had a what did you feel about his performance Bobby McCrory yeah another clean sheet on the back of his, his clean sheet um, the week before against Aberdeen look Paul it seems to be that Alan McGregor is going to hang his gloves up I'm pretty sad about that I think he's got another year to give um, you know, in terms of ability and experience around about Ibrox but if that's the way it's going to be then obviously respect his decision and, and wish him all the best Uh does Robbie, Mc, Robbie McCrory look good enough to me to get a crack at it? Yeah, why not? Unless there's somebody exceptional out there, um, then fine. But um, if I had to go with somebody that's on the books, I'd have Robbie McCrory ahead of John McLaughlin. And for Celtic, I, I think that Joe Hart, the standards that Joe Hart, Hart sets, he should be catching that ball. A clean pair of hands. I know it's, a, it's the way it is now with, with goalkeepers, but... It, I've said that a number of times in the programme, it really gets in my nerves the amount of shots that are parried away that are just routine, clean hands, catch, save, fall to the deck and, and, and go on with it. And that was one of those ones where it should have been a clean catch. It's 19 yards out, he's got a clear view and by Joe Hart's uh, high standards, I think he'll be very, very disappointed with the way he dealt with the, the shot for the opening goal. Barry, did you see it that way? Yeah, but I mean, I agree with Mark. I think you see um, quite a number of keepers now palm it out towards the, the, yeah. the players. I mean, going back when, when I was training, the, the thing was push it away as far as you could for the the, the group of players that are running in on you. Um, but in saying that, when it's felt he, he can't really, he has finished it. And that that's a, the, the toughest save for a goalkeeper when it's close to down at your feet. Um, he, he's finished it really well. But in terms of McCrory, I said it last week and I guess a few people would have disagreed with me. I think, why not give him the chances because he's Scottish? He's shown enough to me that he can be Rangers um, number one or do you go out and spend X amount on a keeper or do you get a really good keeper and a free transfer and pay a, a huge amount in salary? I think he's shown in a short period of time um, the two games that he's been in and the previous games to that, mm-hmm. let's be fair to him, he's shown me enough that he can be um, a top goalkeeper for Rangers and he's 25 years of age he's not a, he's not not a, a young he's kid 25 he's not a young kid so for me I think it's easy because he's Scottish oh we go and yeah, get somebody else no give him the opportunity because I think he deserves the opportunity let's ask a Rangers fan on the line Derek is on hi Derek hey, hi Paul hi panel that was my point Paul the, yeah. the panel thing that Robbie McCorry and Matondo deserves a chance at Rangers. Okay. What do you feel, Derek, first of all, on the goalkeeper? I think maybe his past injuries might go against him, Paul. He's mm. quite a lot of injuries in his career, and I don't think I'll take that risk on him. That's my personal opinion. He did well on Saturday, but when the pre- there were no pressure on Saturday, when the pressure's on, and could that week in, week out, at that level, the things are going to require to topple Celtic. He did so well uh, against Matt, Matt O'Reilly though, didn't he, Barry? He was fast when he came off his line. Yeah, and uh, I know Derek's saying he, he's, yep. he might not be able to handle the pressure. He's been training alongside a guy who's handled pressure his full career, and that, that's Alan McGregor. He's learned off what, one of the best, no doubt about it. And, and you know what? I agree with Derek. He has had a few injuries. 
But I, I, I'm sure he's now that he's available to play. I'm, I'm sure they would have assessed it, and he, he's fine to, to carry on. If, if he's injury free, give him the opportunity. I love seeing Scottish people being given the opportunity. I've just says a minute or two ago, he's Scottish. He's 25 years of age. For me. He can be Rangers number one. And Mark, could you see that working? Because you can imagine Alan McGregor. I know it looks as though he's going, mm -hmm. but a couple of weeks ago, you were both saying he could be number one next year. Give Robbie McCrory the chance and Alan McGregor as a kind of coach. Or number in. two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 two, yeah. I, I would love yeah. to try and keep Alan McGregor on. You've got to keep a guy with, with that yeah. experience and know-how um, about the place. I did hear a few months back that there may be a coaching role. Right. Yeah. But if Alan McGregor's... Player coach. Yeah, if Alan McGregor's fat enough to, to maybe train most days, um, why would you not keep a, a player of that experience and quality about? Maybe not to be number one, maybe Ali will accept that, uh, no doubt about it, but I think um, young McCrory's learned off a, a top, top goalkeeper sure. and, and in terms of pressure, he's shown enough to me that he's, he's handled a, a big pressurised game there at the weekend. And what about Derek's second point about Rabi Matondo? Well, there's a guy, I mean, he, he was in Siberia. <laughs> he was. Um, I thought that would have been him. Like for a while. Yeah, <laughs> and listen, he, he's been given an opportunity and and you know what? He's, he's shown the reason why Gio did go and pay that money for him or Gio would want him to come in. He's shown flashes of it. And again, I, I said it last week, Paul, this is an opportunity for these players that have been on the fringes to go and show... Michael Beale that they want to go forward and up until now the last couple of games Matondo's shown that Mark you agree? Yeah I mean Matondo's got one thing Paul that, 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 that frightens defenders blistering pace you can't coach that um, so I would always give the player a chance with that kind of pace it's what he does when he gets into the final third I mean, I'm, when he arrived at Rangers with here that was part of the problem with the greatest of respect why he's no cracked it elsewhere why he's ended up in the SPFL Premiership yeah. um, as his final ball just lift his head that bit of composure picking out a teammate but he's got that pace so I would think if he can stay clear of injuries and get a run then Matondo can absolutely be a real big asset uh, for Rangers I don't think there's any doubt about that so I would stick with Matondo um, and give him a chance and on Robbie McCrory I think the point that Derek makes is a really good point He's youngish for a goalkeeper, mm. 25, mm. but I think he's ready. But you, you you would need to have a solid backup. And I think it's a great shout about the Alan McGregor scenario, as long as you've explained that to him. Mentor McCrory, but be ready to step in because I think to ask McCrory to go and play the best part of 50 top team games, high pressure games, Champions League qualifiers, yeah. cups, you know, so it's probably a big ask. And that's nothing against the boy, but it'd yeah. be a big ask thing. You might just need to give him a couple of games out. So have somebody proper there beside him. But put it this way, if Michael Beale didn't think Robbie McCrory was a serious contender, he wouldn't be wasting his time giving him sure. these, these last five or six games. So he obviously thinks there's something there and he's measured them up. And so far, he's measured up to being a future number one for he, Rangers. He's seen enough in training. Obviously, he's had his injury issues that this season with Derek's mm. mentioned. I, I get that. But Michael Beale's now, he's been back training. He's had a few B games. And now... The opportunity was to put him in and see how he handles the occasion. And for me, wow. he's handled it with major pass marks. OK, Rangers fans, what do you think? Derek, good call. 0808 17 17 700. News coming out of Queen's Park. The coach.
Owen Coyle has decided to leave the club. They didn't get promotion. I mean, it's been a, a fairy tale story, but they just missed out at the end in the playoffs. And uh, Owen is leaving the club. Come back to that in a second or two. Sean's on the line, a Rangers fan in Glasgow. Hi, Sean. All right, guys, how you doing? Good. How are you feeling? What about that on Saturday? Yeah, I thought Rangers were uh, played good. Um, obviously, Disney one is a trophy, but I'm happy about a 3-0 victory. But see, McCrory, I would start him for next season as number one because he's played three games in the SPL. He's played once against Aberdeen, two times against Celtic, and he played a European game. I don't know if it was a Champions League call for a Europa League. And four games, he's kept a clean sheet. So I would give him a chance next season. If he's not going to be number one, uh, number two, if, if Rangers can get Jack Butler, but I don't think Alan McGregor will stay. But if Alan McGregor did stay as a number two and get Alan McGregor maybe the Scottish Cup and the League Cup games, and then that keeps McGregor still getting a bit of active football. OK, what else were you thinking, Sean? What happened on Saturday? What were the big differences for you compared to the previous games with Celtic? Well, I actually thought Rangers were more up for it. I don't know if Celtic maybe they obviously they won the league and that. I don't know if they might, the ball might have been after them a wee bit. Uh, but I actually think Rangers were up for it. Um, I think Rangers needed to go out and win that game because it's maybe took a wee bit of pressure off Michael Bill. Because see if he went out that game and uh, Celtic went 3 or 4 now, I think the phone calls could have been different this week. Yeah, I, I was impressed. I, I liked her aggression in terms of pressing, but what I was impressed with was the shape off the ball and on the ball. That That's the thing that, that um, they, they set up to counter Celtic um, and, and they've done it really well. And it's clear that he's obviously, he's worked in, that, in the training ground. Look, I'm not going to get carried away. Listen, it was a good result. I get it. Michael Beale needed that, as, as Sean's just mentioned. But there's still a fair bit of work needing done. Um, this team but there's players in that, that team that played against Celtic on Saturday that have shown that they've got futures going forward Mark is that how you see it? Yeah I mean I, you know I think Rangers had to win the game you know and again for me Paul it just shows you the importance of, of home advantage um, you know be, being at home I think that, mm -hmm. that makes a big big difference you think the fans made a difference yeah, as well the 50,000 of course yeah. listen it, it must do um, it must do if, if you're a player I tell you what, if you're a fan, and even back at Celtic Park in the previous game, uh, league game, and it was 60,000 Celtic fans, no Rangers fan. The other thing is, you need fans in there probably bounce off each other mm -hmm. to help create the atmosphere. Now, I'm told that um, there's definitely an appetite in both boardrooms mm -hmm. um, to get fans back in of the of the right. opposing. Now, Good. I don't think there's been conversations officially about it. I don't think it will happen in time for this season because of when season tickets need to go obviously but we've gone from 7,500 to 800 to 0 I think there's a there's an appetite to try and find a middle ground okay. is there a way of getting about 3,000 in to go and push it forward I don't think it'll be ready in time for the start of this season but certainly the positive news is for, for supporters is that there's a I think there's now been a, a an understanding that it mm -hmm. It's not a good thing for the no, game. It's, it's not good not for television. Good, no, it's I, not a good thing for the fixture yep. to have it the way it is, and it's up to, to you know, something needs to be fixed there. Oh, so that's good breaking news that behind the scenes talks. Barry, what do you think? I know what you think of it. First and foremost, best news I've heard today. Yeah, good. I, I think it's yeah. needed. I think it makes the game. Um, I think now people are starting to realise when you're actually watching it, 
You, you need that back to the way it was five or six years ago. I, 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 listen, I don't care what anybody says. That that makes it extra special. Yeah. Um, and I, I'll go back to it and I, I'm repeating myself here. You ask any ex-player who's played an old firm game and you ask any of the current Rangers squad and current Celtic squad, they would want it the way it was um, beforehand. Some of them have not experienced it, yeah. but until you experience it, it's a special, special atmosphere. Sean, I know you would welcome it. Oh, I would. I would one hundred percent welcome it because I, I was quite fortunate when I grew up in the nine or old years as a young boy, and that and the atmosphere, um, having Rangers and Celtic fans and the passion for both fans, I think it was brilliant. So I'd welcome it all day long. Obviously, you'll get some Rangers Celtic fans too; yeah, they don't sure. want it, not. But I think I think if you ask ninety percent of this. Maybe decent. I think the day one because it, it, it it's the biggest stop in the world. If it's not the biggest, it's in the top five. So yeah, bring it, bring it on. If it's not next season, the season after, I'll, I'll welcome it all day long. Sean, you hear Barry saying, "Yep, he welcomes it the weekend. He enjoyed it, but caution." How do you feel as a Rangers fan? You still need quite a few signings for next season. Uh, I still, I still think we do need uh, maybe the seven or. Seven to eight players. I think we definitely need to um, go out and sign as fast as possible because uh, for the Champions League qualifiers, I would like to have at least three or four players in for that. Just don't, don't like to be signing them in the last two days. And then, because I think when you sign players maybe two days before, they might not qualify for the first game or something. So I, I, when the transfer window opens, I think Rangers need to get right around the table and start um, spending some money and get players in. And then some players will be need to be sold, I believe. Here's what the manager said about the win at the weekend. I've got all the belief and faith in it regardless, but I think what it does is it gives the, the fans a lot of oxygen over the summer and, a, and, and something for them to hold on to and believe moving forward. They've had a <coughs> tough season. I thought they were outstanding today. We'll promise to build a stronger Rangers next year and come back and try and do them proud. But I thought today that was how I want Rangers to come across to the outside world in terms of the energy and passion in, in, in the stands and certainly on the pitch as well. And Barry, you want to see this energy, this passion this weekend in Edinburgh? Yeah, the, listen, brilliant result and performance, but it's about carrying it on to the following week. They're going to Easter Road next Sunday at, at 12 o'clock and it needs to be the same, um, same performance at, at the same level. Uh, there's no point in doing it one week and then the following week you dip 20-30%. Um, I know it's impossible to play at that level every single game but the vast majority of the season if you want to be successful you need to you need to play like that most weeks and if you do Rangers have got a good chance to take the title back off um, Celtic because they, they, they've raised the bar with their level of consistency this year um, and that's something that Michael Beale knows um, and if you look at the starting eleven. Take Ryan Jack, but he's about to sign an extension. That 11 are going to be there next season. So it's about bringing in another seven or eight players and making sure these seven and eight players are in the door as early as possible the first day of pre-season and getting them ready. Did Rangers want it more than Celtic on the day? What do you think? Mark? I probably could have looked that way, yeah, Paul. They, yeah, they? They, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. What you, what you can't see, it's, it's hard to, to kind of define that, but what you can't see, there was a great appetite from Rangers you know from, from the word go they got the early goal they never look back the back end of the 50,000 fans and I think as well what Michael Beale and it's too late now but certainly just for his, for his own management um, for, for next season and longer term I bet he wished he'd, he'd get rid of Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos a lot sooner than he did 
because there you go without them the starting eleven. Look at it. Um, look at it, look at the difference. And I think Michael Beale. I think he, he can sort of understand why he was hanging on to past glories of previous reputations, and it came back to bite them. Because if you assess what they contributed, it, it was you know it was next to nothing over a period um, of time. But he's now moved on for that as an acceptance that they're going. He's moved on for it, and uh, he'll certainly have learned from that situation. And Rangers as a football club. Although do not let players get into the final year of their deals. It doesn't work on a number of levels. Barry? Yeah, I mean, they, they can't make the same mistake. Um, and I, I think Mark makes a good point there. I think it's players that have been given the opportunity over the last couple of games to go and see how hungry they are to be part of Michael Beale's team going going forward. Um, no doubt about it. Um, but if you look, I mean, I've I, I seen the amount of players Rangers were missing. That they were missing yep. a full start mm-hmm. at 11 at the weekend a lot of people are going on about Celtic making yeah. changes but McGregor, Devine, Halanda, Davis, Barris I wrote them all down yeah. Kent, Lawrence Tillman Morello, Sholak and Kmar Roof yeah. and you've got the stats about the game time that they've had because there is a narrative yeah, that, you know, I, I, I was a bit surprised if I'm being honest yeah, when I get it sent through on yeah. Saturday night because um, <laughs> there was a lot made of the, the, the changes no doubt about it um, I've got it here Um I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to get that after the break. Thanks, Sean. All right. <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go. Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney, Monday night. Uh, there was, you two haven't been together for a couple of weeks. It's a bit like Phil and Holly. I thought that you both <laughs> in here. Is there a problem between you two? Because it's, what, two weeks since you were both on? Yeah, problem. What were you? That's a problem. Fellas, <laughs> <laughs> did they were they uh, on the couch together today? Yes. Did they make it? Yeah, they were did on they? this morning. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, well, well, just mean, keep, keep your eye on the tabloids for tomorrow. Okay, big, yeah. big story about Barry and I tomorrow <laughs> in the tabloids. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. If you want to speak to Barry and Mark after the weekend, the derby. Oh, you're in with the yeah. show, Baz. You can give Ross a wee phone oh, call. Thanks, see if indeed, he knows yeah. in what's going on. There's an old mate of mine who's the editor of the show, Martin Frizzell. <laughs> used to work uh, down the road. Yeah, yeah for many years. Very good journalist. for many years. Indeed, the legend, Martin Frizzell. Used the world one of the Sundays. Best job in football in those days, wasn't it? You well know. That's right. He was news of the, the world great stories and all the rest yeah. sports wise and yeah. uh, you were the Sunday Mail absolutely yeah he was a great great man uh, Matt yeah. Frizzell and Dougie Bailey oh, and all yeah. guys from, from Alan Hare on the ball yeah, yeah absolutely indeed there you are Here's some guy Hamilton's Dougie finest Bailey. ex-Rangers like, wasn't Dougie. he and Ackies yep. he used to stay beside his son Lex Bailey oh, Lexi. Right. the policeman yeah. yep. ex-Celtic mentioning players of the year I know we didn't Kyogo cleaned up last night he's the PFA player of the year the manager of the year of course Ange Postacoglu and then the women's player of the year Caitlin Hughes and the goal of the season Jota from back in Wimbledon. that September wasn't it yeah. um, that uh, magnificent goal Football's funny though, isn't it? Celtic had gone, what, 35 games unbeaten and then they lose, not just lose, lose 3-0 and then the following night you're celebrating. That must be strange, Barry, in a way. But I mean, overall, they've got the double. Uh, are they going to get the treble? Yeah, I, I think they will. And that's me not being disrespectful yeah, sure. to, to Dodgy's uh, Cali Thistle. Um, I'm sure he'll come down with a, a game plan, but I just look at the quality that Celtic have got, I think they'll have far too much for, for Cali Thistle. And, and looking at Celtic, we were speaking about it the last four or five weeks, they have been off the boil a bit, but they've found a way to to win. Um, so I, I think after the defeat of the weekend, that might be the wee bit of sit up and 
take note to say that this is no no good enough. So I think you'll see the the, the games leading up to the the cup final that you'll see Celtic firing again. Um, no doubt about it. And in terms of the play of the year, Kyogo, I, I thought he was a, a worthy winner. It was a, it was a close call, no doubt about it. But the amount of goals. Um, that the the man scored and, and his quality as well Let, let's not forget about it it's not just about the goals it's his overall game um, he's definitely been a, a top quality signing for Celtic I should also say the young player of the year was Malik Tillman so well done to him we'll come back to that later um, does it show that Celtic maybe need another big striker Mark somebody different the O is there he hit the post yeah. if Sputson maybe but well, a completely I, different type of striker well, I mean I, I think that um, I, I a number of the the guys, ex players, that have said um, that I, I would I would go and sign a striker in the summer, not necessarily to the to replace Kyogo, because I, I oh, as much as Kyogo's got whatever is it, is it thirty Thank goals you. he's got, he's got his thirty goals. I don't regard Kyogo as an out and out. What I would say is a number nine. I regard him as a a really clever football player that scores goals. He's not a, for me. He's not a poacher. Although I get a lot of his goals have been inside the six-yard box, he's got a great instinct. But I still, I, I would just say, like, and I like O. I think he gives Celtic yeah. something different, um, and accepts the fact that he's a work in progress. So he's not throwing the, 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 the toys at the pram when he's on the bench. But I would still go and try and find a top draw striker if they mm-hmm. can. And I've said that if there's one out there that means that Celtic break the 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 transfer break a transfer fee of nine million, I think if Ange found one, I think the club would back him um, to go and do it because we speak about. Rangers, the importance of, of finding a number nine that's going to try and help them win a title. For Celtic, they need to try and go up a level um, again. And uh, I think a number nine would be one of the things that perhaps the manager's looking at. Let's hear from yeah, Ange. We, yeah. we, we keep talking about Rangers, obviously, going out and having to, to go and sign a, a number of players. I think Celtic will do the same. I mean, I says three or four. I think maybe, you never know, five or six players. There might be a bit of a turnaround. But he strikes me as a guy as um, he, he knows when you're on top you need to keep building on on that and I think I think Celtic will be busy uh, in the summer as well and you had a point just before the break Barry so the stats that you know people were saying Celtic had made so many changes which they did but the Celtic players yeah, I, had more minutes this season yeah I, I'm yeah. no massive into stats but I got it sent because you, you hear about all the changes yeah. and and whatever, and, and it was the, the minutes that the Celtic team had played, 18,030, and the Rangers team it started with 14,319. Mm. Um, but listen, at the end sure. of the day, I don't care who's playing. It's all about finding a way to win a game of football, Paul. This was Ange after the 3-0 defeat at Ibrox. Yeah, fair to say, we, uh, yeah, we're disappointed. We uh, yeah, didn't really perform at the levels we needed to today. Um you know, there's a couple of critical moments in the game where we, we probably should have got ourselves back into it. We didn't. And then, uh, yeah, second half, we kind of, you know, were a little bit desperate in our play rather than just sort of playing our football. He was asked why they, why he thought they lost. Probably a number of reasons. Um, credit, to, credit to Rangers. And obviously, um, you're facing a, a difficult opponent at their venue. But, um, you know, probably the amount of changes I made probably didn't help in terms of the guys um, lacking a little bit of sharpness. But... Um, at the end of the day, we just weren't good enough. Mark, quite honest there. Yeah, and uh, by the way, make, make no mistake, Ange Postecoglou will be really, really disappointed uh, that his team have lost the game, that the players that he chose, he's given two or three of them an opportunity, he didn't rise to the occasion for whatever the reason may be. He'll certainly have learned a lot um, about certain players um, from that uh, fixture. So, yeah, um, 
you know, he's he's taken a wee bit of a gamble. It's backfired. That said, bigger picture, the league's won well on course for the treble. But there's no doubt that um, he'd have wanted to have won that game. He will not have gone home uh, happy on Saturday night at a 3-0 defeat. Barry? Yeah, you can, can tell he he he's not happy, but I, that's why I like listening to him. He, he shows a bit of class there. He says Rangers were better, a bit of respect to, to Rangers. Um, but you can tell that he's he's uh, he's not happy deep down. Um, and, and, and as I said there, I can imagine what the, the Celtic trainer will be like this week. He'll be on them. Um because he wouldn't have been happy with, with losing that because he had the records to go for as well the mm. points record that yeah. I'm sure he wouldn't mention it but that, that was probably in his sights after securing yeah. the league title at, at Tynecastle so yep I would be guess he's, he's disappointed at that Mick has been on on the socials like Go Football Show he's a Celtic fan he says I think Ange set the tone for the performance based on his team selection I thought Celtic could have maybe tinkered with the squad after the most difficult game at Ibrox but clearly Ange needed to see who can handle the pressure and I don't think many, if any of them, did. Um, oh, was unlucky, he said, with a big chance, which we all saw after Rangers went one up. The turning point in the game for him was McCrory's save at 2-0. He said it was incredible. Celtic will need to strengthen the defence if they're to make a dent in the Champions League or even fight off Rangers. You could see it in questions now around Burnaby. Um, Kobayashi, or is that unfair? They've just not played enough football? Oh, Kobayashi, I think, just arrived what, at Christmas time, didn't he? New Year. I think you'd have to give Kobayashi the benefit um, of the doubt. Bernabe's been there since last summer, three and a half million pounds. Um, is he good enough to really go and push Greg Taylor to the limits or even overtake Greg Taylor as as the number one choice left back? For me, no. No, he's not. So I think that's something that, that you would have to look at. You know, If you're serious about competing in all fronts, if you're serious about bettering what you've achieved this season, which is ultimately going to be a treble, and staying in Europe mm. uh, beyond Christmas, then they need to go and find better players than what they have for two or three uh, positions. The, the, the Kobe Yashi one central defence so will be an interesting yeah. one for me to see what the manager does with that. Joe Hart, people still saying they want a new goalkeeper. My take on that is, okay, you want a new goalkeeper, fine. I don't agree with it, but I can understand why certain people would say that. But realistically, who do you get that's better than Joe Hart? That's my my question on on that. And the number nine one, I think, is an interesting one because, like I've said, not necessarily a striker. They're always the ones that cost the most money. But anywhere in that starting 11, I think if the manager identifies a player that would break Celtic's record transfer fee this summer, I think he'd be allowed to sign him and the club would back him. Celtic fans, what do you think? A new star striker, not to replace Kyogo, but an alternative which you're going to need with Champions League. Remember, oh, oh, he's only 21 as well. Yeah, yeah sure. So he, he is young, but... Again, the, the players that you've mentioned, Burnaby, is he going to outmuscle Greg Taylor to get into the, the left back area? No, Kobayashi. I mean, Carter Vickers is is up there with, with Callum McGregor. Is probably Celtic's most important player. Oh, is one of the ones. He's a a work in progress, and that is an area um, that I think Celtic will look to strength. Uh, strength and also in the central midfield area as well here's the manager a bit more about the defeat and uh, the team changes yeah as I said they, you know fair to say they're, they're a little bit off it today and um, but you know that's part of the experience of playing through this football club you know it's uh, it's relentless you know you don't get any uh, sort of easy introductions you know we're, we've thrown guys into derbies before you know pretty much as their first game so um, it's just you know how you you understand what it is to be a player of this football club 
let's go on the lines. Some Celtic fans can be on 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Laurie's on from Deniston. Good evening, Laurie. Hey, Pano, good evening. Good evening. The guys just yep. mentioned, Barry mentioned Cameron Carter-Vickers there. How badly you missed him on Saturday? Very badly. Uh, but what I have to say, and I'm glad that Barry's on tonight because a few weeks ago, I told Barry that uh, Fashion Sakala had zero composure in front of goal. And I'm afraid the guy who's ran my words right down my throat uh, when he superbly sidestepped Joe Hart, it's like her goal home. So, you know, if you're going to make statements, uh, then if they don't come off, you have to be a man enough to get back on the phone and admit you got it wrong, you know. Barry accepted, so, so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but when yeah. he went through and he went past Joe Hart, I shut my eyes, to be honest. <laughs> but listen, he found a way and fair play to him because um, he's missed a couple of opportunities, yeah. obviously, before. And I thought Sakala, he, he was pretty decent at the weekend. He's, he's got something. Yeah. He has. Sakala's got yeah. something. I mean, that, that, you know, he's, he's, he's unpredictable, he's inconsistent. But he's got something that he can definitely make a contribution to Rangers next season for me. There's no doubt about that. Whether that's a main starter or no, yeah. but... Again, Mark mentioned it about Matondo. Pace frightens defenders. Yeah. They hate it. And that's one thing that the um, fashion Sakala's got. Did you see the pictures on social media when Sakala's throwing goals and you see the Rangers fans, some of them with their hands over their, their eyes thinking, oh no, what's going to happen? But my goodness, he did it. Well, I was just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was for other reasons. He had a big night out the night before, Laurie. Anyway, Laurie, what are you thinking about your own team? Well, Paul, uh, firstly, uh, I've got to say that Rangers were thoroughly deserving winners on Saturday, so there are no excuses, no hard luck stories, alibis, or dodgy refereeing decisions. Uh, they were the better team in the yeah. day, and they comprehensively outplayed Celtic. So let me just state that. Uh, uh, what I would say is, whilst it was a huge result for the Rangers fans, I, I can't help but feel uh, it would have been like a passenger on the Titanic in discovering to get the lottery numbers up. Uh, that's why I think it was probably a little too late yeah. where Rangers were concerned. And uh, if Celtic was going to lose a game on Saturday, uh, of the games that they played Rangers yeah. recently, obviously it had to be the one uh, that meant less uh, to the Celtic fans. I'm not saying that all firm games don't matter. Obviously they do, and Rangers fans had the, the bragging rights yeah. uh, on Saturday. The main thing that I wanted to say, Paul, was uh, that uh, of the starting 11 uh, for Celtic, in my estimation, the only one to get past marks was Startfelt. Uh, and for me, uh, Bernabe Kobayashi, I know, it was an opportunity for them to shine, but the, the three of them all fluffed their additions, I'm afraid. Uh, and it got me to thinking that, you know, you hear a lot of people talking about the strength of the squad. Uh, I don't think Bernabe is anywhere near Greg Taylor. Uh, from what I've saw, uh, defensively, he's, he's suspect. Uh, Kobayashi, to me, I, I know he came highly acclaimed. He was Japanese player of the year, but he's going to have to toughen up because he lacked a physicality at the centre of Celtic's defence. And as Faro, the, the South Korean guy, uh, I've watched that guy a few times. And to me, uh, the head's down. He never lifts up. He's no awareness of where the ball is. He just his head down and he's oblivious to teammates uh, around him. Uh, and I'm not sure about that guy. As far as I'm concerned, the, the, the jury's out uh, on him. I don't want to just scapegoat those, those yeah. three guys, but the reason I mentioned him specifically was it was their opportunity to shine. And uh, 
they never uh, they never uh, done it. Uh, like I say, the, the field. Yep. Mark, what do you feel? Yeah, just just one point, uh, Laurie. Just for clarity, it was Awata was a Japanese Player of the Year. It wasn't okay. Kobayashi. So just yep. um, just to, yeah. sure. no, I was fine. Yep. Just, sure. just just to, on 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 that one. But I think the points you make are are true. I, I mean, I like Oh, I think Oh has definitely got something to offer, and he will get better. You know, you, you look at his age, he, he will get better. There's no doubt about that. Um, Kobayashi, yeah. Um, you'll give him a wee bit more time tough one to, to go in at Ibrox and I think as well Laurie I don't know if you agree but I think for any you know Kobayashi they're still kids a lot of these guys they're in front of 50,000 they're called and let's be honest a lot of them didn't get a lot of help from the more experienced guys around about them and you've got to take that into account as well the experienced guys didn't help carry them so Barry will know all about that when you've got debutants young kid you've got to, the experienced boys have got to carry them through it and help them through it uh, and the and the guys and they step up to the plate for that point. But bear the by, I've I've seen enough for me to make a judgment. I think there's certain points where you can pass an opinion on somebody and not a judgment. But I'll make a judgment on bear the by. For me, he's not good enough to beat Celtic. Yep, I go with go along with that. I think the three of them, the common denominator with the three of them, uh, for whatever reason, Mark, the three of them suffered the stage fright on the day. Yeah, yeah. Barry, it looks as though Celtic will spend even more following the game at the weekend I, I, I said that I, I think um, even before the game yeah. kicked off we, we spoke about it last week I, I still think um, Postacoglu would go out and sign three stroke four players now that might change because he's obviously what Laurie's been on the phone about uh, there, there's players that had an addition um, to see if they could handle the pressure um, they, they kind of failed in that um, but listen I've played in plenty of old firm games Paul my, my first day of four just passed me by if I'm being brutally honest um, it took me a while to get up to speed and realise because there's there's nothing like it the, the pace of the game the noise inside the stadium it takes you a bit of time and I was lucky enough I could play in reserve games and youth games but yeah. nothing Nothing um, uh, goes uh, with an old firm game. Um, but I, I still think Postacoglu will go and majorly strength mm. Celtic because um, we keep going on about what's going to happen at Rangers but I still think there'll be a fair turnaround at Celtic as well. Because people are always saying the bench is so strong at Celtic but do you feel that after well, Saturday? Well, well maybe he's looking at it now and maybe he's thinking yeah. it's not as strong as people think. Um, and, and maybe, listen, I, I want to go in one game but it looked to me of guys that like see your Carter Vickers who for me is a man mountain at the back for for Celtic he's yep. badly missed Greg Taylor steady Eddie isn't he? he's a 7 out of 10 yeah. mm-hmm. um, and then obviously the forward line was okay, was changed yeah. they're, they're big big players but the players that have come in he signed them for a few quid as well mm-hmm. it's not just been it's not been a free transfer or a million quid you've, you've spent three and a half million on Burnaby yeah. Kobayashi was a couple of million quid O was a couple of million quid so you have splashed the cash on these three guys, but they had the opportunity to go and press to try and get into the the starting eleven, and and they never produced in the day. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk, your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! I thought the crowd pushed for it. I thought the crowd were outstanding at the start of the game and uh, that gave the team extra energy. In, on top of the motivation that we gave each other, I thought we started the game really well and we, we took a chance, a very similar chance to two we've missed in two big games against Celtic this year. So we got off to a good start. 
I thought the first 15 minutes, both teams went hell for leather, and that's what this fixture's known for. I thought the big moments today went for us, and in the other games this season, they've gone for Celtic. We've made mistakes, and they've punished us. We've had chances and missed them, so they had a chance, and, and obviously hit the post, and they made a mistake today, and we punished them for the, the third goal, but... I thought it was a good game and I thought my players gave uh, gave a, a real good performance today. Michael Beale getting his first win over Celtic as manager since arriving what in November. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700, loads of calls coming in on the evening when Owen Coyle resigns at Queen's Park and Mark, he came so close to taking Queen's up into the Premiership but just they ran out of steam at the end. I see Grant Savory, a bad injury as well, picked up mm. in the game. He's out, it's his ACL, so he's out for months. But Owen Coyle, what do you feel about the job he did at Queen's Park? Yeah, it was a really good job. I mean, first of all, uh, you know, congratulations to Partick Thistle, yeah. to Chris Stone and the players. I mean, what a victory that was. Um, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm surprised that Owen, I thought he'd have given it you know, another year to, to finish off what he started. Because probably, to be fair to Owen and to everyone at Queen's Park, I would imagine they're, they're a year ahead of schedule, Paul, considering they just came up uh, last year. I mean, they're, they're, they're very, very ambitious, fantastic setup. Um but I think that I think they need to to bring in um, some better quality during the summer to really go and kick on um, again, and I'm sure that, that they will do that. So obviously, two questions: who takes over from from Oni? I think given where Queens Park are, fantastic training ground, the setup, the backing, that they won't be short of candidates in terms of if they open it up for people to apply. They've a shortlist of three or four. Um, of there, they've got a Dutch sort of director, a football technical director, so he might have a. I see he might have one or two um, uh, options from abroad. Certainly, one or two options good um, in this part of the world as well. And for Oni, what comes next? He'll, he'll still want to go and work. He's got a fantastic CV. Um, Oni, I'm interested to see where his next job is. Is it Brendan Rogers for Queen's Park? Come on, give us the exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure if there was a, an offer made to him that Brendan would consider it. <laughs> and his advisors. No, there's nobody in the frame apparently at the moment. It's maybe taken them by surprise. Owen Coyle, he's a good player. He's a great player, wasn't he? And really high respected in management. He's played it and you know managed right at the top. Yeah, I mean, great uh, playing career. Manage, experienced manager I, I've got to be honest with you Paul I thought there was a stick on mm. um, a couple of months ago but the form's just um, no been there um, at the crucial time and probably owns felt he was obviously part of that because he, he'll take the responsibility on his shoulders that's what type of um, man he is uh, so he, he'd have been disappointed um, losing out in the final day he Dundee and then obviously that last result against Partick Thistle mm. He's, he's maybe thought maybe it's time for somebody else to come in and as Mark says I think there's one or two candidates that jump out at me at this moment in time who have had um, real success in the, the, the championship Give us a hint who you're thinking about former Well somebody that's just um, uh, lost his job at um, a certain Edinburgh club um, Robbie who's Nielsen been, who's been promoted twice so yeah th th there'll be good names I mean and as Mark says it's a, it's a club that's on the up they're, they're, they're trying to do things right and that's what you want to be part of if you want to get back into the game. Um, so I, I would imagine there'll be a number of, of people applying for that job. Yep, two sort of thumpings, weren't there, this weekend in the Glasgow derbies. Uh, what about Partick Thistle? They've come up late on the rails, Barry, but they are... Yeah, Chris has done a brilliant yeah. job there. I've got to be honest with you. Um, fantastic job. And they'll be looking to, to try and... Let, let's be honest with you, the way it's, it's worked out, it's all geared up for whoever finishes second bottom in the, the Premier League, which I, I don't like, I, I'll be honest with you. I think it's unfair in the Championship clubs. 
Um, but that that's the way that they've set it up. But that's a cracker, Partick, against um, Air United. Air United. And the other big one at the weekend, your own beloved Ackies were two down and already Love down. It. And they, they came back, <laughs> well, it's your hometown team. Um, what do you make of that? Ackies well, through. I, I, I was Airdrie. watching it and I'm thinking to myself, 2 0 down. Yep. I was like, that's. They're down. Um, Alloa get a man sent off. Mm-hmm. Um, and even at that, at times when you play against 10 men, it is difficult. But listen, at least they showed a, a bit of character, Paul. So they're, they're still in me a shout of staying in the, the championship. And I think it's important because if they go down into League One, um, I don't know whether they, they would remain full time or not. That That's the, the issue. But listen, they've got an opportunity still to, to make sure they, they stay in that championship. Yeah, it was a big uh, comeback uh, for Hamilton Ackies. You know, credit to John Rankin um, and his players. And um, also, uh, you mentioned Patrick Thistle for yeah. Chris Doolan. I think he lost his dad he in the build-up yeah. to the game. So, yeah. condolences um, to him. And, and, you know, the way that he's got Queen's Park going, a credit to him because he'd a tough act to follow. And uh, Ian McCall, there's no doubt about that. Ian McCall's a top manager and been really, really good for Patrick Thistle. But it sets up a mouth-watering game. Patrick Thistle against Air United. And the winner of that, you know, take your pick from from four teams who they're going to play uh, in that playoff from the, the, the Premiership and then Hamilton Airdrie an old-fashioned derby game um, I'd imagine to, to Boris I'd, yeah. I would have Airdrie slight favourites Paul mm-hmm. very very slight favourites um, but Hamilton good thing for them second leg back it um, and Hamilton on their own pitch on Saturday night um, so I think it's another cracker Wednesday in Airdrie then Saturday in Hamilton Richard has been on the socials about something you said earlier Mark when you said I think there's you know a will behind the scenes in the boardrooms at yeah. Celtic and at Rangers to maybe not for the coming season maybe later but to allow maybe three or four thousand opposition fans in Richard has been on saying absolutely not keep them out club will make more money selling 18 games to our own fans instead of two against Celtic yeah. well, I get this as Paul I, I get that and yeah. that's why this whole thing started was Dave King that, that was part of his business plan and listen it's his football it was his football club at that time and tell to do what he thought was the best in, in terms of business and, and for for Rangers supporters I totally get that listen there's nothing official what I'm saying is privately there's now been uh, an acknowledgement by both um, boardrooms, certain people in both boardrooms, that you know it's not good for the fixture. We need to try and find a way to look at this. I don't think it will happen in time for next season, but I don't think I'll get back to seven and a half thousand at, at both grounds for visiting fans. It can't be 800, that doesn't work for a number of reasons. Uh, so, is it a kind of middle ground of a kind of 3,000 type number? And I wouldn't be surprised to see that back for the start of the. 20-24-25 season uh, sort of 13-14 months from now that would be good to see Barry quite a few people on the socials saying what about Ryan Jack are you happy that Michael Beale yes. is signing is it a one year deal yep I, I, I said last week in my column um, sometimes you've got to be <laughs> careful when you're rebuilding a, a, a squad and I think there's two players um, standing out for me that I think is important to keep and I'm not saying they're going to play every single game a guy like Ryan Jack, understand he's had his injury issues. But again, he's been missing for three weeks, four weeks. He comes in at the weekend um, and he produces that sort of performance. So I think, um, I, 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 well, I know because I've listened to Michael Beal. I know how highly he rates Ryan Jack. Uh, and another one that I hope stays is Scotty Arfield. Because um, I think it's important. You, you can't buy experience, Paul. 
you can build new squads yep. but it's always important keeping these guys not just for the sake of it because they know what the what Rangers is all about they're very good players they've got real good experience and for me they can still play at a high level um, and the only issue where, where Ryan has been his injury issues and I'm sure there's a contract that they've worked out maybe it's appearance based if he's fit um, he gets a, a big appearance but listen I think it's important to keep a player of his quality and hopefully in the coming weeks um, Scott Arfield because I still think he's got a, sure. a part to play in the Rangers team Scott Arfield maybe not at the start of games but coming off the bench he makes um, he makes big impacts during games Mark, people really pleased to see John Sutter play so well. Got his first Rangers goal. Yeah. And the manager spoke about the back four. Yeah, because the new back four just coming together. Obviously, Robbie in goal, that's the second clean sheet for him. Uh, the second time in this fixture. So that, that's fantastic for him. I thought Ridvan was very good. John Sutter has obviously come back from injury hell and, and uh, scores a goal in this fixture, which will he'll, he'll live long in the memory for him. And I, I thought the back four were, were good. I thought the midfield three were fantastic. Yeah, I mean, John Suter, I, I thought he deserved that. It was nice to see him have his moment considering everything that he's been through on and off the park in the past 12 months. Uh, you know, he had a horrendous error against Celtic at Parkhead in, in the league game uh, a few weeks ago. So nice to see him bounce back and get his goal, uh, you know, a nice finish uh, with his header. Um, beyond that, I, I, you know, looking at Rangers, Barisic, Lundstrom, and Kamara, I'd be very tempted to cash in in the three of them, Paul. Oh, three. A year ago, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Go and boost your funds to get guys that you think could be there uh, longer term. I think Yilmaz could be a replacement for, for Barisic, there's no doubt, if he gets a run um, as well. Ryan Jack getting him signed up was an absolute no-brainer. He is the best player in that position at Rangers. That guy who sits, yeah. is disciplined and protects his two centre-halves. He's not got an ego who wants to bust forward and try and get on the score sheet. He'll sit there and do what he's told to do tactically. And that's so important to have that. Now, he might only be available for 25 games next season. Fine. He's worth it. So it was a no-brainer to get him tied up and that'll be a good signing for Rangers moving on. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Mark, Barry and Paul are here after the news. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! So on the first hour, loads of calls coming in from Rangers fans, happy about the result at the weekend, and Celtic fans too, talking about who they should buy, where they need to strengthen. Was it too little, too late for Rangers? But Barry, you heard the manager saying it gives the fans a, a good feeling over the summer, but will that be enough? Um, uh, listen, it's important that you finish the, the remaining games strong, because it's been, listen, at, at Rangers, Paul, you, you need to win trophies. Um, and it's been a real disappointing season for the... Rangers as a club the supporters um, have been left disappointed so there was one more game against Celtic and, and they had to win it they had to win it and, and listen they won it fair and square they produced a real good performance and what they need to do now as I mentioned earlier on in the show Paul they need to now go Easter Road on Sunday and to be fair to Hibs they, they've had a bit of form under Lee Johnson so they need to go there and, and turn Hibs over and then win the, the last remaining two. And then you go into the summer waiting with anticipation to see who Michael Beale's going to bring in and how much money's going to be made available. Um, so, yeah, it's important to finish the, the season strong, but listen, at the end of the day, they're, they're trophyless. Um, so they need to make sure they win trophies next season. 
Martin, biggest hits though for Rangers on the day. Obviously, Todd Cantwell's done a lot of talking, but yeah. he did it on the pitch then on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. oh, he backed, backed up yep. and he did to, to back up. It was a good finish. You know, he followed yep. it in. If you look at his run from, from deep, you know, the way he just managed to peel off two or three players and then, you know, putting his shot into the ground like that with a lot of power, they nutmegged uh, Joe Hart. So, yeah, it was a good finish um, from Cantwell. Rangers needed that victory, Paul. And I know, like, okay, the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter, Celtic are the champions, but. From a Rangers point of view, they needed it. It changes the narrative. Any new players that arrive in the summer, the first old firm game of the season, the story's not going to be, you've not beaten Celtic in seven. Michael, you've still never beat Celtic. It's been over a year since you've beaten Celtic. So the narrative completely changes. So that that's an important thing. It's a small thing, but it's an important thing. Um, and for Celtic as well, for Ange Postacoglu, he will have learned um, about uh, certain players on Saturday. And if he was maybe swithering about one or two, um, I'm sure his mind will, will now have, um, have been made up. I always like to check the the numbers that you used to have to give the ratings, Mark, oh, remember the aye, paper. Aye. So, yep. hits for Rangers at the weekend, virtually everyone, wasn't it, Barry? When you look at it, I've got the record here McCrory, seven, Tavernier, seven, Goldson, seven, Suter, eight, Yilmaz, seven, Lundstrom, seven, Jack, seven, Raskin, eight, Cantwell, nine, Sakala, seven, Matondo, six. Would you disagree with any of that? Yeah, I would have given Matondo a, a, a seven. It's a bit harsh, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, a wee bit harsh. Um, <laughs> that was like Mark Guidi um, back in the day. <laughs> yeah. uh, used to read his um, scores. Um, sometimes he gave you a good one, sometimes he gave you a, a, a bad one. But look, <laughs> this was the excellent Craig Swan. Swanny, Swanny, yeah, Swanny's very It was interesting to see Yilmaz because there's been a lot made him. Rangers spent a lot of money on him. I've not seen enough of him. Now he's played a, a couple of games and that, that was a major test for him yesterday. A major test for, for Yilmaz because if you look at me, he's not the biggest of fullbacks, and sometimes I've been looking and thinking is he going to be physically strong enough? But I thought he dealt with the, the situation um, at the weekend really well and he certainly impressed me and it's got me thinking um, after the game and Mark's come up with the, the, the comment in the first hour of the, the show. Guys that are going into their final year of their contract I mean, I've mentioned Kamara and Lundstrom. Barisic is one of them. Now, if Michael Beals no want to sign them or keep them and, and sees them as part of his squad going forward, Rangers now need to cash in. And if they're going to cash in in Barisic, who, let's be honest with you, has shown real good quality, certainly going forward for Rangers. They've certainly got um, a guy that could replace him because um, he showed it in the biggest stage at the, at the weekend, Yilmaz. Barisic, you know, if, if, if I assess Barisic, Paul, for two million quid, two point five, four years ago, he's been great value for money. I just wonder if maybe the time for him, maybe a wee bit stale, tries something different for Rangers. Get the final year of his deal, Paul, I'd move him on. Uh, I'd move on Lundstrom. I'd move on Kamara, and um, whatever kitty the manager has, it swells that kitty. You know, it allows him yeah. to, to push the boat out maybe for somewhere, um, something else. Um, and let's like say I don't. I think, or I'd like to think that Michael Beale and the hierarchy have learned lessons from players getting into the final year of their deal. It also, as well, it eats up so much of your time. You know, once you get to four or five months, that is, is Lundstrom going to stay? Is he going to sign a new deal? Is, is what's happening back? It kills all that. Absolutely. Because you look at the amount of time between Giovanni Van Bronckhorst mm -hmm. and Michael Beale, and I'll use the word wasted and speaking about Kent and Morelos. Mm -hmm playing them think that they're going to come good think they're going to either have a hunger to get an improved deal from Rangers or a hunger to go and sell themselves elsewhere and get in and, and, and it didn't work 
and I think the manager will have to have learned lessons from that in the club too so I think I would sell the three of them Do you care where they go? Certainly in the, ca- in the case of Morellas or Kent Listen, I'm not going to say uh, on you go they've played a, a, a big part Morellas has scored a fair amount of goals he's broke the European record look he said that, that real disappointing season but I, I think for the money you paid overall he, he's um, he's been a decent Rangers player and I said what's my overall view I think he's done good but could have done better I, I, there was so much more in there in Morelos and that's the thing that frustrated me um, about him Ryan Kent again showed real good quality but I, I, I'm looking at it seven million pounds yeah you paid for them and you're letting them walk out the door in a free transfer and if you put on top of the salary over the three year period to sign them I mean you're looking at close to 10 over 10 million pound that you have wasted Um, so they they can't they cannot allow it and I know there's been a lot of changes now um, in the boardroom Uh, and if these players who are heading into the final year of the contract if Rangers don't want to keep them or they're not want to stay at Rangers uh, there's only one thing that's needing to happen and that's to to sell them on to, to somewhere else and even if you're wanting to get a, a certain amount and you can't get that you need to take something to, for them at least get something back in through the door that can go in as Mark says that can go back into Michael Beale's kitty and fire it up a bit Back to the stats then Celtic at 68 <coughs> excuse me 68% possession just shows you doesn't it 3-0 so score like 60, 68% Rangers 32 Phenomenal, but it's like Poster Cobbler says it. They never hurt them. Yeah. Like when Celtic have got the possession, yeah. they, they, they hurt teams, and they, they, they never managed to do that. So, what about the ratings then, Mark? You first, Celtic, um, according to Craig, in the record, it's Joe Hart six, Ralston five, Starfelt six, Kobayashi and Bernabe five each, McGregor six, Hatati six, O'Reilly six, and then Abada, O, and Jota five. Mm. I mean, it's probably you know that that sounds fairly uh, fair. Um, over, I mean, I, I, I didn't sit and watch the the ninety minutes. Paul it was more kind of sports scene. The high, I, mean, I think Celtic definitely missed um, Alistair Johnston as well yeah. at right back. You know, there's no doubt about that. He's a he's a right good um, performer. Um, Can I actually see the chat in Burnaby? Could it be a bit like the chat about Yilmaz? In that, is he big enough? Is he? I I, I think that used to be a thing. You know, six, seven, eight years ago, I'd heard a number of managers say, so if they're looking at fullbacks, right, okay, oh, oh, he's, oh, he's five, seven, he's five, eight, no, I don't want him to get caught with a, with a ball at the back post, at the back stick. That was always part of the, the chat. Now it, it, it's changed, we're back to, doesn't it matter your height, as long as you, are you good in the ball? What likes your fitness levels? Can you go and join in? Um, you know, so I, I think that's more of it, Paul, rather than, than height. Because if you look at Yilmaz, yeah. yeah, compared to Barisic, Barisic is tall, he's got a presence, stature. Yilmaz is, 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 is much smaller, but you know, he, he's, he's effective. There's something about Yilmaz uh, that I like. Um, you know, yeah, I think that he could do something uh, for Rangers for sure. And Starfelt, was he standout for you for Celtic? There weren't there weren't many stars for Celtic on the no, day, were they? Was he a standout? No, Zalori earlier on said he I, did well. Listen, yeah. I, I think Starfelt's been really good. I wasn't sure about Starfelt, but he's certainly grown on me. But then I know that Car- I think Carl McGregor's maybe a, was a wee bit That's short right. with the pass yeah. for the third goal. But then I look at the way Starfelt's getting in the tackle, and I'm thinking, I said, I have just go and leather that. You know, you take the man, you take the ball, you know, fairly, and clear your lines. Um, so there was a number of players at fault. 
at that uh, third goal. So, I mean, I think the thing for me, Paul, for Celtic was they were very, very sloppy with their final pass. I mean, they, they get into the final third a number of times, but the final ball by Celtic standards was probably the worst it's been in any game this season. It was off the mark most times, wasn't it, Barry? Yeah, which, let's be brutally honest, it's, it's unlike them. Does that just happen sometimes? Yeah, listen, off day. Day. Yeah. listen I've, I've had plenty of off days, Paul. <laughs> yeah, believe me. Um, and that's one thing that, that Celtic have been very ruthless in the final third. Maybe that was down to Rangers' shape. Because, as I said, I, th- I thought off the ball, Rangers were, were set up in a way to, to um, hit Celtic in the counter-attack and, and they certainly done it but going on you just mentioned about Starfield I don't care what MD says Carter Vickers has took out that back four the struggle yeah. the struggle big time Have he's, just, um, yeah. it's not just because he's a real physical presence not because he's a real good player he organises as well and that's the difference best money they spent last summer arguably wasn't it to get Carter yeah. Vickers I think so phenomenal oh my god I hate 6 million yeah, Oof. yeah. They'll that's looking a right bargain actually Paul uh, 6 yeah. million they'll be desperate to get him back as, as quickly as possible um, I, I don't know the time frame am I correct in saying was it 4 months you're saying that yeah it could be for Cattle Vickers is yeah, it as long as that it could be. miss the start yeah. of the season mm, right, okay. I think this uh, thing is going blow. well so far but it's very early mm. days so Celtic fans what are you thinking here's what the two managers said afterwards Michael Beale of course delighted uh, with the win I've got all the belief and faith in it regardless but I think what it does is it gives the, the fans a lot of oxygen over the summer and, a, and, and something for them to hold on to and believe moving forward they've had a tough season I thought they were outstanding today we'll promise to build a stronger Rangers next year and come back and try and do them proud but I thought today that was how I want Rangers to come across to the outside world in terms of the energy and passion in, in, in the stands and certainly on the pitch as well I thought the crowd pushed for it I thought the crowd were outstanding at the start of the game and uh, that gave the team extra energy in on top of the motivation that we gave each other I thought we started the game really well and we, we took a chance a very similar chance to two we've missed in two big games against Celtic this year so we got off to a good start I thought the first 15 minutes both teams went hell for leather and that's what this fixture is known for I thought the big moments today went for us and in the other games this season they've gone for Celtic we've made mistakes and they've punished us we've had chances and missed them so they had a chance and, and obviously at the post and they made a mistake today and we punished them for the, the third goal. But I thought it was a good game and I thought my players gave uh, gave a, a real good performance today. I think that's a really honest assessment and, and an accurate assessment um, from Michael Beale. You know, sometimes I think he contradicts himself, you know, on uh, a week-to-week uh, basis and, you know, his messages are um, consistent. But in terms of his analysis of the game there on Saturday, absolutely spot on because you compare them to the ones. What happened on Saturday, Celtic made mistakes. I would regard... First goal, Joe Hart, mistake. But credit to Cantwell for following it and he's buried it. Sakala misses a sitter, the Scottish um, Cup semi-final. Mm-hmm. Open goal, misses it. Has a chance on Saturday, takes it. You know, always clean through, doesn't he take his chance, hits the post. Rangers missed a couple of sitters. So if you weigh it up, we do talk about the small margins, the big moments, whatever you want to call it. The the roles were reversed from the, the, the previous couple of old firm games where... Celtic had their chances because Rangers made mistakes. Celtic punished them. Rangers punished Celtic's mistakes on Saturday. And it just shows you how tight uh, it can be. Barry says Celtic were set up to uh, Rangers set up to hit in the counter. The possession would show that okay. Normally, when a team's chasing the game, they end up with more of the ball. Um, so yeah, I, I think that um, it just goes to show you that there's. I think 
we'll see how the squad shape up for the start of next season but over this season Celtic 38 games much better the points will suggest that but in one-off games just small small margins very very tight yeah fair to say we uh, yeah we're disappointed we uh, yeah, didn't really perform at the levels we needed to today um, you know there's a couple of critical moments in the game where we, we probably should have got ourselves back into it we didn't and then uh, yeah second half we kind of you know we're a little bit desperate in our play rather than just sort of playing our football yeah as I said they, you know fair to say they, they're a little bit off it today and um but, you know, that's part of the experience of playing through this football club, you know. It's uh, it's relentless, you know. You don't get any uh, sort of easy introductions. You know, we've, we've thrown guys into derbies before, you know, pretty much as their first game. So um, it's just, you know, how you, you understand what it is to be a player of this football club. There's probably a number of reasons. Um, credit, to, credit to Rangers and obviously um, you're facing a, a difficult opponent at their venue. But, um, you know, probably the amount of changes I made probably didn't help in terms of the guys um, lacking a little bit of sharpness, but um, at the end of the day, we just weren't good enough. Rangers did their talking on the pitch. I see afterwards Nicola Raskin saying they'll be even better next season, looking capable of something great in the new season. But Barry, I heard you in the first hour saying, yeah, but just take your time. Just yeah, don't get carried away. No, don't. It's only um, one result and it's a brilliant result because it's against your closest rivals. But listen, um, the season doesn't lie, unfortunately. Rangers are... are as I said, going to be going into the summer without a, a trophy and that needs to change. In terms of what Michael Beale says there about the fans, they'll always push you. All, they'll always get behind you if you show energy and passion. There's no doubt about it. If you come out and you start the game and you might not be in top of possession, but if you're showing a real um, appetite, they'll push you all the all the way. Um, and that, that's exactly what they've seen for the, for the first whistle. That's what they need to do every single week. Whether it's against Celtic or whether it's against Ross County at home, it's got to be the same approach or even away games. That's the way you've got to approach the game of football when you play for Rangers. What's going to happen in the coming weeks then, Barry? Is the business going to be done early? I hope so. I mean, but by listening to Michael Beale, it is going to be done. He wants him in the door the first day pre-season now. I'm, I'm looking, but when's the first day pre Is it going into the last week of June probably? Yeah, it probably will it be, yeah. It is, yep. yep. So um, they've got, what was that, five weeks. Um, I think they're down the line with a, a number of them. Um, he's, de- he's certainly identified who and what areas he, he wants to strengthen. So, Kieran um, Dowell, is he one of them, do you think, from Norwich? Yeah, but I, I, again, I looked up on him. The, the only issue, he's not played a lot of football. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the, the, the issue there. Um, and But if you look at Raskin, hadn't played a lot of standard liaise because he was out of the team because he didn't want to sign a new contract Cantmill was the same um, so it's probably going to be this way but the good thing about when you're signing players they're going to have a pre-season with the group and that's the most important thing what you don't want is guys walking through the door missing the full pre-season schedule um, and then uh, trying to settle in the, the best way for a new player to settle in is the first day when he gets in and you can go away wherever they go whether it's a week or ten days abroad that's the best time for the players to settle in and get to know their teammates. Mark, it's going to be some summer um, for both clubs now. I mean, it always was 
you both said Celtic will make changes they always do they might sell some of the assets they'll bring more <clears> in <throat> uh, maybe a bit more after the defeat at the weekend um, and for Rangers Barry said last week maybe 10 players coming mm-hmm. it's going to be quite a f- you know not that long until pre-season I wonder what the shape of both teams will be by then yeah I mean I think there'll be quite a few changes at both clubs you know Celtic won't want to stand still they want to go and try and improve the big challenge for Celtic's recruitment Paul is finding better starters than they've already got. You know, I think, you know, you know, there's three or four signs you could call kind of squad players that you say, yeah, you know, really good for the bench, you can bring them on. But, you know, okay, so for example, if you're Ange Postacoglu, as all top managers do, you challenge your staff to improve on what they do at the football club. So for example, the recruitment staff will be challenged. Go and find me somebody that's better than O. Go and find me somebody that's better than Callum McGregor. Go and find me somebody that's better than Carol Starfield. Go and find me somebody that's better than Joe Hart. Now, I'm not saying that's four positions he's identified, but that's the message that he will send to his recruitment staff. Don't come and bring me a guy that's going to sit on the bench because you know what? I've got 10 of them already at the club. Go and find me players that will come here and go into my starting 11. For Rangers, that'll be the same message from, from Michael Beale um, to his staff. They're down the road with, with a number of players, but bear in mind for Rangers, Paul... There's 30 to 40 million quid at stake the first six weeks of the season, Champions League. Yeah. It's a game changer. It's an, Financially, it is an absolute game changer. And they need to get players in ready to go and try and do it. It might be a task too much for them. You never know. The draw's got to be kind to you. Circumstances have got to fall in your favour. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst managed it um, with, with, with a brilliant result at PSV over the couple of legs in the Union SG as well. There's more than 30 million quid riding in the first six weeks of the season. It could make or break Rangers what happens in that period. So Malik that, that's why yeah. That is why it's so important for the manager to get the players in. And Malik it's Tillman, early. do you think that will happen? Because he's in town, young player of the year last night. So mm-hmm. the manager said the other week, middle of May, he'll park it till then. Today's the middle of May, so <laughs> yeah, the talks must well, be going it's a, on. It's a yeah. lot of money. Yeah. Um, does he see him a big part? I mean, he's got a player in Todd Cantwell that can play that yeah. that um, yeah. position. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, and that depends on the budget. We don't know what what budget he's got to work with. I'm just going in the the kind of fifteen million pound mark because that Geo Geo spent what thirteen fourteen last summer. Mm. So this is the biggest budget that a manager's had in a, a long while. And I'm going. I'm thinking to myself, around about the fifteen million pound mark. Do you spend a third of that? on Malik Tillman but the, the thing with that the Rangers spent let's let's call it 15 I don't right. know is it okay. but they brought in 30 mm-hmm. so remember so they've not got the, not and, this season sure. yeah and yeah. they got 30 from Champions League or whatever it may yeah. be yeah. so this summer at the moment you're starting with nothing you've not got an Aribo mm-hmm. um, or a Bassi at the moment so that's why I think the guys are getting it in the final year. I think they'll be sold, or you should look to try and sell them to swell uh, your 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 kitty. Yeah. If you're asking me, do I think Malik Tillman will be a Rangers player next year? I don't think he will. On that yeah. bombshell, quick break, and then we're back. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk, your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! 
G-A-R. The Go Assisted Referee on the Go Radio Football Show with CSD Air Conditioning. Committed to always providing a professional and speedy service. It's one of those moments of the week that Barry and Mark love or Gar or look at VAR here on Go Radio. So this weekend, first of all, the old firm, the Derby, Barry, there wasn't too much. The only thing was some Celtic fans were seeing the Goldson incident where the ball struck his arm, but he'd gone down. I, I think the players didn't claim it, did they? Most no, people would say that it wasn't. That's when you look at the reaction yeah. um, and they have not uh, claimed that he's fallen to the ground. His arm's on the floor when the ball strikes. If you actually, when it's slowed down, you watch it, his arm's actually on the floor. So uh, for me, um, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> no penalty. I think everyone would yeah, basically. But I, mean, but yeah. I look at the reaction. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there was a number of Celtic players round about it, and not one of them no. appeal for it. It's part of the game to claim, isn't it? Yeah, the fans do. To, listen, I'd claim yeah. for anything, <laughs> and you did regularly. Yeah, that's the way it is. Dermot Gallagher on Sky. So he who must be believed said no, nothing to see there. He's going down, and it's to protect the landing. Mm. The ball hits him. Mark, have you a view on it? Yeah, I don't think it's a penalty kick. Um, Paul thinks it's the right decision by by Stephen McLean and uh, by VAR not to to get involved. Uh, the only thing is just not specific to that mm. incident, but just overall, um, I don't think we've all got a grasp on the handball here, Paul, because oh, some yeah. other referees might have given that. Yeah. You know, we might have had Celtic players claim for it. They might have buckled a wee bit to pressure. Who knows? Because we've seen some horrendous decisions sure. uh, with handball mm. um, this season. So nothing would would surprise you and I think that's what frustrates managers, players, media, supporters is a lack of consistency on these decisions. Oh, the law's flawed, isn't it? And yeah. the interpretation is. Yeah. So, as Stephen McGinn said the Need other week, change, just yeah. belt the ball at the defender yeah, if you're going win a through, penalty. If I'm yeah. in the box and I can't go anywhere and opponent's directly against me, I'm, I'm going to try and flick a ball up and yeah. let it hit off his arm. What about the Hearts game and the ordering off red card of Peter Haring? It was a yellow initially with the tackle on uh, Mark O'Hara, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, nothing to see there, but he was referred, the referee was referred to VAR. And you know what happens then, Mark? It's almost inevitable. Yeah, I, I felt for Peter Haring. I didn't think it was a red. I thought the yellow, uh, the original decision was the right call. Um, I don't know if Hearts have decided if they're going to appeal it or not. They yes, they are. Yeah, so, and I, think, I yep. think they're quite right. I think they would, yep. I think... Uh, they'll win that appeal I thought um, it, it was wrong to intervene mm-hmm. Barry yeah agree? I agree I, yeah. I think it's a yellow card for sure yep and I think Hearts will win the appeal I'd be I'd be shocked if they, they don't win the appeal and back to the big one um, referee did well yep the, play, the players Steve McLean Steve McLean I, yep. I thought he had a good game I'll be honest with you and listen it's easy for us to sit here and criticise referees at times because of their performance and and listen, when we do criticise them, it's constructive criticism, yeah. but you've got to praise them when they have good games. And I thought Steve McLean had a, a good game um, on Saturday. Here's Colin on the line from Bell Cellar Rangers fan. Good evening, Colin. Hi, guys. Is all right? Yeah, good, hey, thanks. How's yeah. Colin? You'll be well. Yeah, you you yeah, enjoyed yeah, the weekend? Yeah, oh, yeah, de- definitely, yeah. Yeah, enjoyed it. It was a good good, good game in, for, for Rangers fan's point of view. Yeah. Um, I thought the full team played played well. I don't think they was aimed it. Never got a pass mark. Um, a lot more energy in the team. I think it just shows you the difference. Not not having Ryan Kent, Morelos, and Tillman in the team. The three of them, I like playing with three men down. And 
but also I think I'm, I'm a realist as well because you've got to take into account uh, the Celtic defence they never had Carter Vickers yeah. Johnson and Taylor playing and I think they three make a big big difference to that Celtic defence I don't think we'd have got half the chances if they three were playing to be honest mm-hmm. What about Barry's point just before the break I was going to come back to it for Mark and for you Colin uh, Malik Tillman would you spend the 5 million? Mm, I I don't know to be honest. He's got he's got potential. Yeah. If, if you don't if you don't um, spend the five million, you're throwing twelve goals for midfield away, and that that's a lot of goals to fling, fling away. But at the same time, if he, he's only he's not doing it in the big games either. So that, like like say the Celtic game and even Aberdeen and that, it's like playing with a man down, and you you don't you don't want to be playing with passengers in your team. You want to. The way the way it was at the weekend, full of energy, everybody everybody putting in a hundred percent effort. Okay, can I just say, I rate Malik Tillman. Yeah. I don't think Rangers will pay it. I think Rangers. The only way Rangers would do a deal, if it was um, a real loan. Right. I know you rate him. It's just yeah, at this I, moment. I do, but I think you've got to look yeah. at the bigger picture. Where the sure. Rangers really, really yeah. need strength and striking. For me, it's Seth front three whether he plays a front three or a front two I think you're looking at bringing in three two centre forwards and a, a real proper old school winger type um, player a central midfielder as well I think will be um, on his um, hit list um, and then a defender or two and a goalkeeper and listen I can go through I think every area he'll be looking to see where he can he can strengthen because what you need Paul you need players that are starting need pushed you need people who are going to push you for the side and that's what I think Rangers are, are lacking but I think with, with, with Tillman I think the only rain, the way Rangers would do a deal where if Bayern would um, loan him back but I don't know the situation I think there's a I think there's a clause in the contract this summer it's got to be a, a buy um, which is 5 million euros which is a a fair it's going to be a fair chunk of Michael Beale's um, budget Mark what would you do? I, I'm 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 torn um, on Tillman. Um, now, if you listen to Michael Beale's presser a couple of weeks ago, he basically said that the clubs had agreed on whatever they'd agreed on. It was down to the player. So, what have they agreed on? Have they agreed on the fee? Have they agreed on another loan deal? What have the clubs agreed on that allows the situation to become that it is up to Malik Tillman? Now, that was a line from Michael Beale's cross uh, presser. It is down to the player. That suggests that the clubs have sorted what they need to sort. If it's five million, I'm torn. It really comes down to what the manager's budget is. If the managers get 10, 10 to spend netto, would I spend five on Malik Tillman? No, wouldn't he? Um, that said, Colin makes a great point. 12, 12 goals for midfield, he's assists as well. The other thing you've got to learn is Malik Tillman in football terms is a kid, first full season as a proper pro playing in front of 50,000 it demands the pressure so will he be the better for that experience yes so are you going to get a better Malik Tillman in the next 50 games than you've had in the previous 50 absolutely yeah he knows his surroundings he knows what it's about so from that point of view that's a big a big tick as well rather than going to get somebody new in and, and starting from scratch with, with someone so it's, it's a difficult one um, Paul if it's if, if the clubs have agreed on something that's down to the player I think the player would say, yeah, give me another crack at this. 
give me another crack at Rangers I want another crack but it remains to be seen because like I said sometimes there's contradictions in, in what gets uh, said so we'll wait and see so it's a Natalie and Brogia job for you you're torn, torn. you oh, said that what twice a, song. a great song what isn't a it? song Malik Tillman was there last night with his girlfriend um, at the yeah, listen, player of the year he's got so much quality yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt I, I think he's the type of player you would need to build the team round about Malik Tillman yeah. I, I would even like to see, see him do a six month loan and then buy him in January even because January is usually quite a quiet month for bringing in players anyway. Mm-hmm. But it did depend. Uh, bring, bring, yeah. bring in the main players that they need to know, like the strikers and um, the defenders. Bring in them and try and get them on a six-month loan into to January and then try and buy, buy them in January. I, I think with these sort of deals, it's a, the deal's already done last yeah. summer in terms of, right, if you're going to buy them, this is the buy at 5 million uh, euros so I think come the summer Rangers need to make a it's now um, or never yep. yeah, and, and sure. listen it'll come down to the player he might say to Bayern mm, do you know what Scotland's no for mm. me I want to try somewhere else um, but there's no doubt oh. he's mm. got so much quality Colin how did you feel for John Suter then getting that second goal his first for Rangers I well I'm, I'm hoping that's his injury problems behind him mm. delighted for him I remember him saying a, a few a few weeks back um, at Hearts he never ever got a chance to get over his injuries because the minute he was free for an injury he was straight back into the team whereas he says he's been fit for ages with Rangers but he's not been in the team so hopefully he's getting been at Rangers he gets he'll get that chance just to get over his, his injury more. And how do you feel about the manager? Given that you've won three 0 I can imagine different from what it was maybe if you'd lost three 0 no, I still still think um, uh, to, he came in and he won his first like, sure. 12, 13 games. So I, I do, win, lose, or draw at the weekend, I, I don't think it would have mattered because he's, he's only playing with two of his own players, really. It's still still Steven Gerrard and Van Bronckhorst's team. Yeah. So I think he'll be judged over the summer. Barry was asking earlier, what about Rabi Matondo? What would you do? Is he going to be featured a lot next season? I, I would, I would, I would give him the opportunity. Yeah, because he, he's again like Tillman. He's a young player with huge potential. He's got the potential. He's got bags of pace. It's just whether they can. Just he, he needs to kind of brush up in the finishing touches. Is a wee bit like um, Sakala. A wee what, bit raw. Sure. And what about your young keeper then? I say young. He's 25, as you pointed out earlier. Robbie McCrory, is he going to be number one next season? I don't know if he'll be number one, but I'd certainly say he's, if they bring in Jack Butland, I think he'll be number one, but I'd certainly have McCrory find out with Jack Butland. I'd, I'd, I wouldn't keep um, McLaughlin. Um, I'd, rather, I'd rather see McCrory and Jack Butland fighting out between each other I, I, I would give him it uh, give see, him see the thing yeah. you're going to get Jack Butland a free transfer but Jack Butland's salary mm. is going to be sky high <laughs> Neto what 35 I'm joking about Neto 35-40 grand a week isn't <laughs> it let me make a, a couple of calls Paul but let, <laughs> I just I, I'm, I, I think because he's Scott we, we look at a lot of because there's a young Scott he's, we know young he's 25 for me he's shown enough 
in the short period of time that I've seen him to be given a cracker. I would have no issues with McCrory starting the first game of the season. And Colin, that's from Barry Ferguson. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the same. I'm the same. I've, I've, I'd rather I'm not bringing Jack Butland, but or, uh, but they're going to bring Jack Butland in, and I think he's going to start. But I cert- I'd certainly have McCrory fight, fight it out with him as. For, for the number one that's, that's for sure give, give him the chance Alan McGregor was 24 good stat when Walter Smith yeah, made yeah. him and 17 years and look what happened later. yeah eh? so, one, one of the great Rangers yeah, keepers ab- absolutely yeah. so do you know what I say he's clearly been given this opportunity yeah. uh, for, a, for saying, that reason we don't see enough Scottish players yeah. being given the opportunity go and give him give him the chance player I'd like to, another player I'd like to see given a chance like instead of Ma- Morelos the next the next what, three games that are left I'd like to see Lovelace get a wee chance oh, yeah. Barry yeah your eyebrow went yeah, up again yeah he came on yeah. he got a few minutes at the weekend Lowry good to see him uh-huh. yeah. as well listen there's nothing better when you're sitting watching a game of football and seeing young men being given the, the opportunity and listen I, see, I see think players, I, on you go sorry, Barry. on you go see, see, the players, see the young players that all came on right they last maybe five ten minutes in the, the Celtic game. Uh-huh. I, I didn't think any one of them looked out of place at all. No. I mean, fair, fair enough. Celtic had a lot of kind of young ones on as well, but no, none of them looked out of place. And that 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 lovely. He doesn't look like a seventeen-year-old either. No, no, I, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Listen, it wasn't enough time to go and and put a real stamp on the a stamp in the game, but there's nothing better for me seeing young players being given the, the opportunity and I think that if they're good enough and they show enough in training I think Michael Beale will give them the opportunity Young Lovelace check that birth certificate Barry <laughs> we're kidding Colin good to hear you in good form tonight we'll speak to you soon cheers guys cheers thank you the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk your local friendly experts for new and used cars let's go tomorrow night in the programme it's going to be John Hartson and Stephen McGinn who's had a tough couple of weeks isn't it Barry for Falkirk just uh, fell away at the end of the season yeah I, I fancied them to, yeah. to go up through the, 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 the playoffs and um, but that result last week at, at Airdrie absolute killed them um, no doubt about it and then they were always it was always a hard ask um, but listen Airdrie, Airdrie I've, I've shown that they are going to be a a tough nut to, to crack um, but that's five years um, Falkirk have been in League yeah. 1 now crazy, five years the size yeah. of the club yeah it's, it's, it's too yeah. long so they really next season they really need to be winning that league and getting out of it and Mark looking at the championship player of the year Akinyemi of Air United mm. what a striker what a season and a great recognition yeah you know, he'll, he'll have a big part to play in the playoff yeah. uh, game against yeah. Partick Thistle no doubt about that um, you know, Lee Bullen will be relying on him to come up with the goods and um, you know you'll be hoping that he's playing football in the, the Premiership next season with Air United if not I wouldn't be surprised if Air get one or two offers Paul because yeah, he certainly got something to offer I mean you think Falkirk beat Air United as well didn't they earlier in the in the Cup so it wasn't yeah, to be Scottish for Cup. them for the Scottish Cup right so we're at the business end of the season it's gone for, you know the title Celtic are the winners they were a couple of weeks ago and they lost 3-0 at the weekend what about this game coming up this weekend? If we look Aberdeen against Hibs at the weekend, it's shaping up for this weekend. 
the game for the Dons is going to be a £5 million game, isn't it? Because third position, when you look at the table, Aberdeen mark on 54 <clears> points, Hearts on 49, um, and looking to Hearts-Aberdeen this weekend. Yeah, time castle. What a 90 minutes that's going to be. Lunchtime kickoff. I think it's too late for Hearts, even if they win um, on, on Saturday, Paul. I think Aberdeen, um, I've got enough about them. The, the wee uh, sticky one there on... on, on uh, on Saturday and you know Hibs really deserve to win that that game you know they played so well David Marshall didn't even have a lot to do um, I think Hearts will bounce back um, sorry I think Aberdeen will bounce back and um, they'll get at least a, a point at Tynecastle Barry what about that first of all at the weekend there um, Hibs dominated didn't they Aberdeen just couldn't get going after the Gothenburg celebrations Kevin Nisbet missed a penalty but saved by Kel Roos he's worth his weight in gold the keeper yeah, yeah, good um, save for the penalty. Look, Aberdeen were, weren't at their best, but I think that was down to Hibs. Hibs certainly dominated the game. And as I said earlier on in the show, Paul, Hibs are, are showing a, a fair bit of form. And that's what I mentioned. Rangers going to Easter Road over the weekend. That's going to be a, a tough one. But for me, third place, um, three games to go, that's Aberdeen's. It's one of the strangest things that happened though, isn't it? The hearts, the departure of the manager. It is a strange one. Um, and you can see... I thought it was uh, far too early. Mm-hmm. And you, you mentioned Robbie earlier, maybe for Queen's Park. We'll find out, I would imagine, yeah. the coming Dundee, weeks. Dundee, job up yeah. for grabs. Queen's Park, job up for grabs. Callum Davison, maybe yeah. for Dundee. Seems to be the local word. Yeah, yeah. Would, would you want the job at Dundee? Certainly in the Sorry. frame. Just I think they're up in the, the, the Premier uh, ship, Paul, certainly... Uh, attractive it's just you know what's your budget going to be like you know, I think Ga- Gary Boyer had some moans about certain things behind the scenes you know in, in terms of you know facilities maybe other things at the club but uh, it's an attractive job there's no doubt about that I just meant from the point of view they have a new manager every year isn't there yeah it seems yep. to be seems to be uh, the way but I think yeah I think Callum Davison's a a strong contender there's a, there's a lot of guys at work there now you know, there's Robbie Nielsen there's Neil Lennon, you know, there's there's a number of uh, of guys out there. So nil nil, Aberdeen against Hibbs, and the run continues though for Barry Robson. He's he's got mm. something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's he's recruited well to his backroom staff, Steve Agnew, Liam Fox. Um for Hibbs, they you know, they'll be really chuffed at getting uh Yuan over the line uh, in a permanent deal as well, which is good for them for, for next season. He's he's got a lot to offer, a really good player. Um but yeah, Aberdeen got themselves considering where they were three months ago what a fantastic turnaround did you enjoy the celebrations you'd see the highlights of it you know the Gothenburg greats back up there Willie yeah, Miller I've, I've and Alec not, McLeish I've not watched the programme yet I'm going to, I'm going to watch Me that because yeah. I've heard it's really really good really powerful some great scenes and great interviews um, and it, so yeah I'm, look, I'm looking forward to seeing that you watch it after succession which I know you oh. are devouring for Willie Miller <laughs> I've watched it. I, I, have you watched it are you enjoying it? it yeah, yeah I watched good it yeah, it was good yeah. it was, um, it was uh, a good watch and you forget how good they actually were, uh, were and who they beat. I thought you meant succession. <laughs> Seriously. No. I thought, no, they were amazing. Listen, I, don't watch I know, I know you don't. I simply thought, yeah. Um, I watch proper football things, you. The, the Aberdeen greats. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it's amazing. I mean, if you think back on the, the players that, that he built there, mm-hmm. Sir Alex Ferguson, yep. um, and who they beat. Oh, incredible. <laughs> yeah. incredible. Real Madrid. Yeah. Bayern um, our commentator on the night was Rob McLean. It was a young Rob yeah, doing no it. Richard, Richard Park was presenting yeah, the programme from Gothenburg, and so he I did never it. Even noticed that. Sound <laughs> oh, steady. <laughs> and he would have been doing it the weekend as well. They're up there for the Dons, right? Yeah, what about up there all the time, what about it? Ross County then winning at Oof. Dundee United? Barry, did you? I mean, and Jordan White, what a performance yeah. hat trick! Uh, he's never scored a double before. Yeah. 
Never? Um, no. Wow. And got his hat-trick. What a result that is for, for Ross County. They're starting to find form just at the right time. Um, and I've said that all season. The only thing, that, the, the only problem Ross County have had is putting the ball in the back of the net. I think if you watch them, they've got a good watch. He's, Malky set them up really well. They've got some good players. Um, but that's two brilliant results, beating Ross County 2-0 and then going down to Tannadice and, and beating Dundee, uh, Dundee United uh, 3-1. So, there, as I said, they're just finding form at the right time. Mark, that was a massive one, wasn't it? As you know, Dundee United now bottom, 31 yeah. points, Ross County 33, come on at 34. What about that win? That took real real bottle, didn't it? To go there. For Ross County to go yeah. to Tannadice, yeah. yeah. Credit to Malky Mackay. And his players, you know, didn't they to get in that game? Three wins out of the last four games. Home advantage, of course, the 1983 um, league title course, winning team as well, having great. their moment yep. um, too. So, yeah, it was all set up. I, fan- I really did fancy Dundee United mm-hmm. um, for that game, but credit to, to Malcolm McKay. What we've got, Paul, with three games to go Saturday, Wednesday, and then it's a week and Sunday for the yeah. bottom six, as wow. four teams involved in it it's it's box office it's nerve wracking um, ultimately somebody will go straight down somebody will be in the playoffs unfortunately if you go straight down or that, people will lose their jobs yeah. which is unfortunate because it's a financial um, you know it's a real it's a killer but in terms of the drama that's coming up in the next three fixtures is going to be absolutely nail biting you made a great point there about to think they were the Champions at that time of Scotland. You saw Maurice yeah, Malpass, David Dodds. And what a team there, as well. You know, what a great yeah. team, that Aberdeen team. You think about it, you know, both of them, Sir Alex and Jim McLean, going into Hammer and Tongs, coming down to Glasgow, beating Celtic, beating Rangers. Oh, I mean, proper phenomenal achievements by both those clubs. Big achievement for Kilmarnock at the weekend, Barry. 2 0 against Livingston. Uh, Vassell, 48 minutes, and then a Danny Armstrong penalty. Uh, it was a VAR decision. What do you think about it? It was a big one. The, the home form. Their home, yeah. home form's um, unbelievable. Their away form, it, it's just, it's like two different teams. And that's the thing that will be uh, frustrating Derek McInnes. Um, I, I think Kilmarnock will stay up. I think they'll win their remaining home games. I do. Wow. That's what will keep mm. them up. Um, but he'll need to, he'll need to sort that out, Derek. I'm sure that's something that he's, um, he's quietly really really unhappy well, no quietly you've, you've heard them speak about it you just can't understand the reason why it's happening they, they, they play the same way yeah. is it the artificial surface got to play a part ah but a small part but still you're going to you're going playing at some I mean the, the Murrow game they're going to playing at some brilliant surfaces yeah. Um, so yeah but that's um, that's a concern but their, their home form will keep them up this year Mark they've got an 85% Win record at home. It's yeah. phenomenal, isn't it, for the team? <coughs> the yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they have, and you know, I think if I had to assess all the squads, Paul, and I don't mean this as a criticism of Derek or the football club, if I was a manager and I had the chance to pick you know, at yeah. the bottom, so I think Kilmarnock potentially have got the weakest squad. You know, you look around and I think there's, there's better squads, so they're, they're punching above their weight. And um, they've got St Johnston Saturday. If Kilmarnock beat St Johnston Saturday, Kilmarnock go above. St John's so that's what I say the massive massive fixtures Motherwell I think Ross County go to Motherwell and you think Motherwell get nothing to play for but I watched them on Saturday you know they're still going strong under Stuart Kettlewell real, real bit between their teeth at that football club so as I say the title's been decided Aberdeen Hearts is massive on Saturday but the bottom six 
And it's just, you know, we don't know what's going to happen on the last day where it's going to be in that final Sunday on May 28th. But I'm really surprised that Sky not taking a fixture, not even taking two fixtures that day. And I don't know if there's if there's room for manoeuvre on that with the schedule, but they'll, they'll be missing a trick if they don't get involved. Great can, can I just say yeah. about Kamala, the boy that Derek McInnes has signed, Vassell, up to, he's made a huge difference. He's a real physical presence and he's, he's decent. I've been impressed with him. He's a handful, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He, he certainly is. And uh, Motherwell winning 2-0 at St. John'son. Van Veen almost inevitably in 52 minutes. His 26th goal of the season. And he's in the record books. It's a long time since uh, a Motherwell player has scored in eight games in a row, Barry. Isn't it phenomenal? Who was the last Motherwell player? Um, Willie Pettigrew? It's not, is that's it? That's the first thing. That's is first it? Thing I don't think it is. Is it Willie Pettigrew? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Dougie uh, Arnott. Uh, <laughs> St. John. Uh, Ian St John you're the way Mark so that's some result for Motherwell uh, and a disappointment for St John and inevitably we said last week Saints are out of it but they're maybe not yeah they're, they're back at Paul it's four yeah. you know yeah. there's, there's a four at the bottom there and, and they've all got to you know, produce the goods by hook or by crook doesn't they matter at this stage of the season just going one game St Johnson if they win in Saturday come on up they're safe that's them absolutely safe so that's a great incentive for Stephen McLean and the players this is well I've got the papers here I found the answer <laughs> Craig Dargo Craig Dargo 17 year record yeah Craig Dargo for Motherwell yeah so um, he's the last person to do it Craig Dargo 17 year record Craig Dargo did they play for Motherwell no, did he? he's, he's the last one to do it in the top that's what it says what, with the old firm, Kevin no? Van Veen's penalty against St Johnson made him the first Motherwell player for 86 years to score in 8 consecutive games and in the process he equal Craig Dargo's record right I'm sure James executive producer is double checking that just now it's the wrong one isn't it not worded that not worded that not worded okay lawyers are looking at it Craig Dargo that paper so late in the game Commander Craig Dargo he was I remember we darks as he was going I played with Craig Dargo in Scotland let's move on nothing to see here so Right, thank you. Thank you. Let's go to the curling. <laughs> so at the weekend, St Mirren two hearts two. Barry, you feel for Saints so close to Europe could still be, but they lost right at the end a goal, so they had to share the points. Yeah, but I mean, first time they finished top six at Mirren, um, and, and as I said again, start of the season, Paul, they were my favourites to go down, mm-hmm. and I think there were quite a few people's favourites to go down, but. Um, Watched them a few times, actually seen them live um, a few weeks back at Ibrox and I've got to be honest with you, I was really impressed with their setup. Um, and let's be honest, the Hara in the middle of the pitch, is, uh, he's been exceptional for them. This time next week we will be doing our VAR again and we're looking forward to that. G-A-R, the Go-Assisted Referee on the Go Radio Football Show with CSD Air Conditioning. Providing you with a complete air conditioning installation service. Wasn't it great? There was nothing too controversial in the old firm game the weekend, but long to Rangers. Mark, um, that's still a couple of games to go this weekend. We've got uh, Rangers playing against Hibs. That's a great game coming yeah, up. Yeah, yep. Next Sunday. Yep. Easter Road, absolute belter. Yep. Is it Easter Road? Yep. Yes, it yep. is. Yeah, You're absolutely right. Yeah, it's yep. going to be a belter. Yep. And they'll want to continue in that vein. And for Celtic, they won't want to slip up, Barry. Although the title secured, they want to win against St. Mirren. Yeah, they they want to get back to uh, winning ways. Um, you can hear Poster Coggle; he's he's not too happy um, after the game and he's he, he's presser. So yeah, I would expect Celtic to come flying out the traps. But in terms of Rangers, after that real good performance at the weekend, um, they're going to wait a difficult place. Lee Johnson's got Hibs, and I 
in a good place so that'll be a tough one but I expect Rangers to go into that game with so much confidence we're out of town thanks very much guys we're back tomorrow night at five with Big John and Stephen McGinn <laughs> and Craig Dargo who'll be joining us then days, you? thanks so much <laughs> The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk your local friendly experts for new and used cars Let's go there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.